This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us. Our next guest is Marsha Martino, the executive director of NAMI, Palm Beach County. Marsha, welcome back to South Florida Sunday. Well, thank you. It's I'm happy to be back. Good to have you on the program. For folks who missed our previous conversation, tell us about NAMI. What is NAMI? Well, NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. We are a national organization with affiliates in every state. Um, our affiliate is just Palm Beach County, Florida. And NAMI is a grassroots organization, the largest mental health grassroots organization in the country. And uh, our programs and services are all um, managed and run by uh, people living with mental illness and family members. And we do education, support, and advocacy for people living with mental illness. So it sounds like it is, as executive director of NAMI in Palm Beach County, you're awfully busy. Uh, tell us what are some of your roles. Oh, gosh, we're a small organization, so everyone does kind of everything. But I, I mostly manage uh, manage the budget, which is the fun part of being an administrator. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, oversee the programs or the person who runs the programs. Um, we do have, um, have someone who manages all of our education and uh, uh, support groups. Uh, I am part of several community groups where people with uh, mental illness may intersect uh, other organizations and groups in the community, uh, people who are homeless or incarcerated, have uh, substance abuse issues. I try to do a lot of advocacy work in those areas. And then uh, we don't really uh, have uh, a lot of walk-ins into our uh, office, but we get a lot of calls. We get about... 40 calls a week of, uh, from people looking for help. Now, do people reach out to you directly, or do they go through, uh, like, a, a, a clearinghouse or a, a third party? How do they reach out to you? Uh, directly. I think we, we must pop up pretty high on a Google search because uh, <laughs> people call us, and they've never heard of us, but they call looking for help. So we're, we're pretty good at directing people to... Uh, to the right place to get to get some help. We don't have clinical services ourselves, but we help walk people through. Whether they have insurance or not, we help get, help them get to the right place. And uh, we're talking about uh, advocacy and other programs and other resources for folks with mental illness. Uh, mental illness is a lot more common than uh, most people would think, and um, the term mental illness Correct me if I'm wrong, it covers a whole lot of, of different issues. It does. And, you know, generally people think, oh, those people with mental illness, and they're, they're thinking of someone with a really serious, severe mental illness. But, um, but when we're talking about mental illness, we're talking about people with an um, with a anxiety disorder. Uh, we're talking about people with depression. Uh, and in this day and age of uh, COVID, the, those numbers are pretty high. So it's really a range of symptoms. And at the more severe end are people with serious mental illness, and that's about 1 in 25. But in the general population of just any mental illness, it's about 1 in 5. Would you say that the one thing that they all may have in common is a reluctance on the part of the person to seek help? That is a huge issue, a very big issue. It's, uh, 
the it, it on average it takes about 11 years from the onset of symptoms to someone getting help. Mm. 11 years. Mm. That's a lot of struggle. It is. It's a lot of pain. Now, uh, tell me um, if you have some tips that would help others. Uh, maybe they are beginning to notice uh, some of their behaviors are changing. What are some of the warning signs they should be looking out for? And as you say, how soon should they, uh, obviously they, you don't want to wait 10 years uh, how, or 11 years. How long should no, you wait? No, no. Uh, you know, I guess I, I kind of look at, at mental health as kind of a continuum. And um, uh, at the at the lower end of the continuum, maybe some intermittent issues that someone may have, um, uh, over worrying or sometimes having trouble sleeping or um, um, maybe having uh, a few too many drinks when they're feeling stressed, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, and then at the extreme end is someone who really is just not functioning at all. So there's there's really a range in there and and at any point in a person's uh I was gonna say in their year, in their week, that mm. you know, they may they may um you know fall in a different place in that range. But but you know, when someone's feeling sad and withdrawn for for more than a couple weeks, um when they're thinking about maybe harming themselves, uh when they're feeling out of control and they're really like engaging in some risk-taking behaviors, maybe really some excessive use of drugs or alcohol, that self-medicating. Sometimes when they feel like things aren't real, uh, there may be kind of some delusional thinking or just feeling maybe out of their body, Um, uh, some significant weight gain or significant weight loss, Um, insomnia or any trouble sleeping, uh, waking up, uh, that's that is a, a very common symptom of, of a lot of mental health issues, and um, and then also uh, a, a problem concentrating or or being able to kind of really focus on something and feel like they're getting something done. Uh, those are kind of some of the co- more common ones: worrying, having fears that get in the way of even getting anything done. Um, you know, if any of those things go on for any any length of time, or they're interviewing interfering with someone's ability to enjoy their life, it, it it's time to reach out and 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 ask for some help. And uh, they should reach out to you, and uh, and they you'll get them in the right direction to the right people that can. Uh... We can do that absolutely. Uh, we can. You know, ask them a little bit more about their symptoms and and get them going in the right direction. And, and you know, it's not just medication that that uh, people with mental health issues, um, you know, how they receive help. But uh, but sometimes it is medication. Um, and I think it's like eighty percent of medications for uh, mental health issues are are prescribed through a primary care physician. So if someone is comfortable talking to their even their primary care doctor about the symptoms that they have, that could be a start. And what's the best way for folks to reach out to you? Our uh, through our phone, our, we have a number five eight eight three four seven seven. We have a family support specialist who works every day, and all she does is take calls, and uh, she directs people to uh, resources. Um, she's really good about following up. Uh, if 
we don't, if she doesn't know the resource off the top of her head, she'll do the research and call back. Because sometimes when you're really struggling with a mental health issue, you just don't have the energy or maybe the concentration to just be making a half a dozen calls and try to figure out where to go. So we try not to send someone on a dead end. We really try to personalize the resource for them so that when they do reach out and ask for help, they're getting help that is really specifically what they need. And speaking of making calls and making that call to you, have you noticed an uptick in calls uh, given the pandemic or the, you know, the, the um, increased isolation for some folks and uh, the uncertainty of some facing unemployment? Uh, you know, a little bit more uh, than in the past, but what I've noticed more is different kinds of calls. Typically, a lot of our calls were from family members who noticed that a loved one needed help and they and the loved one was um, not willing to get the help. So the family member was asking, you know, what can I do? How can I, you know, encourage them to get help? We've had, I think, really an uptick in people calling and saying, oh, my God, I know I need some help. What do I do? <laughs> I don't even know how to start. Mm-hmm. You know, even people who have insurance, if you've never reached out for any mental health help, you know, people don't even know where to start. You know where to go if you, you know, cut your thumb, but right. you don't know where to go mm-hmm. if you're if your thoughts are intrusive or if you're not feeling well or you're depressed. You know, people don't know where to start. It's interesting that there would be that yeah. that, that shift in in the uh, the calls. Now, I know all of the great services and all the great work and all the great uh, uh, mentoring. I guess is a good word uh, that you provide. All of that takes a great deal of funds. And uh, fundraising has always been a big part of charitable organizations and nonprofits and 501c3s. And as we talk about the pandemic, you know, that's changed the face of fundraising. Tell us about your upcoming NAMI Walks Your Way event and tell us how folks can participate in that and help get you some much needed funding. Well, our NAMI Walks is scheduled for November 7th. Uh, and it's uh, called NAMI Walks Your Way this year because uh, we're not going to be out there walking. Uh, and we are trying, we're kind of in the process of making a shift because it always has been a walk. Um, so we're in the process of making a shift of how that can be a participating day for people. One of the things that's always been great about the walk is getting together with other people who have uh, an interest in mental health issues, whether they have a mental health issue themselves or a family member. So that day of getting together was always so important. So we're trying to come up with ways that there can be virtual participation, uh, um, uh, Facebook Live, uh, just a variety of things that we're looking at. But we are still, uh, we're doing the walk virtually. We have teams, uh, so people can sign up. They can either uh, form a team or they can uh, be a member of a team or they can walk individually. Um, so we're still doing that. Uh, and the way to get that information or any information about the walk or to sign up is the NAMIWalks.org slash Palm Beach County. So that's where all you can register, you can donate, you can form a team. All of the information is there. It's a really good website, too. It has all, um, it makes it really easy to even form a team and get members. And uh, it's, a, it's set up really nicely. Excellent. So it's NAMI, N A M I, NAMI Walks, 
with an S, namiwalks.org, slash Palm Beach County. Marsha Martino, Executive Director of NAMI Palm Beach County. Thanks for being with us here on South Florida Sunday, getting us up to date on all the great work that you're doing at NAMI and about your big event, which is coming up, which we want everyone to go to the website you mentioned and uh, get registered and participate in. That's NAMI Walks Your Way. Thanks for being with us on South Florida Sunday. Well, thank you for having me.